0: We're coming in hot, Spencer.
1: I We are?
0: Coming in hot and bothered with some news. Let me ease into it and uh, see how you... I want to see what you think about this. Because you're an old you're an old TV show kind of guy. You like the old TV shows. I like the old TV yeah. shows. Your Lucy's and Dick Van Dyke's and whatnot. All in the families. Were you, like me, a fan of the Munsters? I didn't
1: mind the Munsters, uh, but I didn't... It wasn't one that I always watched, and I think for maybe that just was because, like, for whatever I was watching, it just wasn't on mm. one of, like, the, <coughs> the rotations with whatever other shows were on.
0: Well, if you're not a big Monsters fan, and you're, you're not a big horror movie guy either, this might just actually not bother you at all, uh, or you just might not have an opinion. Rob Zombie's doing a reboot of The Monsters. I heard something about that. I think that's interesting, um... Because he does his characters, like, in like House of a Thousand Corpses and, and stuff. I mean, it's a dark humor, like, they have, the char- the, the characters have. But it's pretty fun. Yeah. Like, I can imagine the Munsters would be more lighthearted, but it would be fun.
1: Yeah, this is what I'm just wondering, like, um... Because I would have a hard time picturing Rob Zombie going lighter. Like, you know, if he was going more yeah. of, like a, like, a campy feel of the
0: show... Or Eddie Munster's just sawing off somebody's head. Yeah,
1: and it would just be funny because something funny is happening during that. Or it's like, yeah. or like you said, it's darkly funny, you know.
0: I don't know. I think it would be interesting. I'm down for it. You know, I like the Munsters, and I brought this up to my sister at work today.
1: Yeah, because she's a, she's a horror fan, too, isn't she?
0: Yeah, she likes horror and uh, things of that nature, and also old TV shows. Uh, I was talking about, because uh, one guy there, a long time ago... I found it in the parking lot of Walmart when I worked there a long time ago. it' was a shitty movie called Redneck Zombies. Uh, yeah. Awful movie. Horrible. He claims that I talked him into borrowing it off of me, like talked it up like it was great. I knew how shitty it was, so it's a very strong possibility I did that just so <laughs> he would have a bad time because I used to still do, instigating and prankers, you know, being kind of a prankster with that. But also, a lot
1: of times, too, Mischievous. A lot of times, you're also like, hey, this is a shitty movie. You need to watch it.
0: See? I think I just told him it was a straight-up shitty movie, and you don't need to watch it, but he watched it. It was obviously awful, but the premise just of redneck zombies, you know? Like, when he went yeah. to the South, and there was all zombies, but they're rednecks. That'd yeah. be kind of funny. Why can't we reboot shitty movies and shitty TV shows and make them that better? had cool premises? Yeah. Because we always reboot... Like cool shit, and then it make it shitty. <laughs> so yeah. why don't we do the opposite and take, uh, I don't know, just or just movies from like the seventies or eighties that were like, say, sci fi movies that just look really bad, oh, but be- the story was good. Because those those like
1: really bad ones, they don't have the, the name, following the name recognition, and that's the only that's like that's the main mm-hmm. thing you need that the nostalgia for from the.
0: See, but if Marvel has proven anything, it's that. If you get behind a shitty product, you can make it a good product. Yeah. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy is a shitty comic series, I'd imagine. It might not be shitty, but, like, look at it. (laughs) Like, they were very campy, goofy-looking characters. Iron Man, not popular.
1: No. Thor, not popular. No, Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America, which are now considered, like, the the pillars of of the Marvel Universe, were, like...
0: Trash.
1: Tra- like, well, not trash, but like...
0: C characters. Yeah,
1: they didn't have the hype of, you know, before the movie started coming out.
0: They weren't the X-Men. Yeah, they yeah, weren't it, the Fantastic yeah, Four. It, it
1: was the X-Men and Spider-Man.
0: Spider-Man. Those are, have always been big sellers. That's like DC. You know, you got Superman, Batman. Well, but like, but
1: then they, that's all they do. They yeah. won't do anything else. Well, it, they have this huge, road-rich uh, gallery of, yeah. ca- of characters. Like...
0: Whose dick do you gotta suck to get a Blue Beetle movie? Right. Mm, I'm gonna make that the intro. Actually, just it just opens <laughs> up. with whose dick do you gotta suck <laughs> to get a Blue Beetle movie? People are like, what the fuck are they talking about?
1: Did you hear um, another just random um, director like news that uh, Zack Snyder said that he'd be willing to, uh, to direct a, like a live action Dragon Ball movie?
0: I saw that he was interested in directing. Those on or another just, or just any kind of like yeah. an, like an anime movie. Somebody asked him, I forget, again, it was like another thing, Like it wasn't Dragon Ball, but it was, uh, I can't remember, but it was another huge type of franchise that people really love, and I'm just like, why is Zack Snyder gotta try to fuck this shit up, like, just don't Zack yeah. Snyder, I liked the movie 300, That is the only Zack Snyder product that I liked really, did he do Man of Steel? Yes. I like Man of Steel. Me too. But that's only because I don't like Superman, and that wasn't really like a Superman. It was a Superman movie. If Superman was like a real dude, yes. not the, the fucking everlasting Boy Scout doesn't want to hurt a fly. Like, it was a cooler Superman, a Superman in my opinion. A that,
1: Superman that makes mistakes and doesn't know what he's yeah, doing all the time. Yeah, he's not perfect.
0: Uh, that's the only reason why I enjoyed Man of Steel is because I don't actually like Superman. Like, the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, I didn't give a shit about. Brandon, uh, Ralph, whatever his fucking name is, those Superman movies, didn't really care about. Though yeah. The one, the uh, whole Arrowverse or whatever that is, I thought his uh, Superman comeback, because I didn't watch any of that, like yeah. Supergirl and stuff, the crossovers, but just the way he looked, oh, when yeah. I watched the scene he was in, and I was like, okay, oh, I'd yeah. buy it if he did another Superman yeah. movie. Yeah,
1: that, that was pretty cool, him playing like an older yeah. Superman, that was pretty cool.
0: Like the Kingdom Come yeah. type of Superman, I'd be down with that. But uh, Zack Snyder, just stop fucking, because I watched that Army of the Dead Yeah, and that was fucking terrible. I
1: heard uh, it's like uh, Zack Snyder is like the uh, is the new uh, Michael Bay, but they don't yell at him as much as they yell at Michael Bay.
0: Yeah, at least Michael Bay knew what like Michael Bay knows what Michael Bay is. He's just blowing shit up. Yeah,
1: by now he he's in his he knows what his
0: lane is and he doesn't move out of it. Michael Bay is the James Patterson of movie making. (laughs) Like he he sticks in his lane. You can't really fault him. It's like oh. Is he making shitty movies? Yeah, but this, you know that's what you're getting. You're, yeah, because he's
1: either directing shitty movies or he's producing shitty movies,
0: <laughs> pretty much. But you know what? Mindless entertainment. When the cold open with Zack Snyder, stay away from goddamn Dragon Ball. We don't need any more debacles. Though I could see him doing a
1: Death Note, with not reading it or watching it, just but just being like the dog, de- yeah. pre- de- depressing. I I could see like something like Death Note, something along that line.
0: You know who I want to do a Dragon Ball movie? Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Ooh. Just think what he would do with Piccolo. Oh, Just man. think what he would do with Piccolo. Oh, my God. I don't think... It would be Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> it would. And there would be so many N-words and motherfuckers in it. And it's like, you can't do this in a kids movie. It ain't for kids. It'd be, Kamehameha,
1: fucking ha, fucker.
0: Yeah. Like, imagine when Frieza gets blown in half, like how awesome that would look. It'd be... Oh, I'm I'm excited. He get, he got Destructo disc, didn't he? Yeah. Well, he no, he threw his own disc. And, and it then, came back then, yeah, yeah, yeah but it was like a destructive disc yeah race. it was yeah Krillin's not the only one that has a destructive disc no, no. It's, just the, it's the disc is the name not the yeah. Krill. anyway uh, I'm down for Quentin Tarantino Dragon Ball GT there we go <laughs> cause if he fucks out up, nobody cares <laughs> let him fuck up GT they can do their fucking break dancing rap battle on a asteroid and everybody will be happy that's how I would do it Welcome, y'all. This is the Drunken Rider Podcast. I'm your boss, Hog Caleb James. I'm not going to read your name like that. Um, oh, fuck. I forgot what your name was already. How? For, literally three seconds of standing to sitting. I forgot your name. Something with a V? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you were going to make it up? I was going to make up a, a dinosaur for you. Today with me, as always, Spencer, the Victorian Vegan vagasaur. Church. Hmm. Vajosor, was the. I don't think there's a vagasaur.
1: No, I don't. I don't. Believe Doesn't that have
0: that. to be a dinosaur. It could be like a herpy type of. Yeah. You got a yeah, yeah, I think
1: we. Yeah, I think we got it.
0: I was going to go Victorian vegan, but Vajosor. Vagisil, fuck. That's a cream. That's why I figured you were. I. Fuck. What was I just about? to God damn. My brain's not working. I got the second COVID shot today. Don't blame that. And it just erased brain fog immediately. Damn it. Damn it. That was just something about vegans or vagicitis or something. Oh, what word do you prefer? Before? Oh, Jesus Christ. can't talk. What word do you prefer? Cream or ointment? I'm an ointment guy. I like the word ointment.
1: Um, I definitely feel like ointment makes me feel like I'm 60. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sounds regal. Yeah. Hmm. I think I used... The word cream more, though, than I would, you know.
0: Ointment makes me think of, like, a slimy residue. Not slimy, greasy. Like, a greasy residue. Whereas cream makes me think of dirty movies. So, I don't want cream. Uh, The other bit of news, which we found out just now. This is a big one. While I was looking at the map, trying to come up with the name for Spencer. There's a New Ireland in, in Papua New Guinea. New Ireland and Papua New Guinea. How does that come about? I just bring that up on here because I want to research that later. Yeah. Because I got to have a story in New Ireland.
1: It could be like a war.
0: Why does that be a war? Why are you in war, dude? War. War.
1: Because there's a story there. There's
0: always a story in war. Are you like trying to be the next Hemingway? You just want to write about war all the time? No, because I I
1: know nothing about war. Never experienced war.
0: (laughs) Not qualified at all to write about war. At least any kind of realistic war. War, space, war, sea war. Why don't you write a sea war story? Just so people have to say sea war. <laughs> Try saying that. That's kind of hard. Shit. Sea war story. Gotta say the whole thing. <laughs> she sells seashells by the sea war story. <laughs> sea war. I was reading sea war story on the seesaw. Oh, man, I don't know I'm talking about. That That COVID. It did. It got to me. Actually, it might have been on the Italian ice I ate afterwards. I don't have to read. this. It's been a minute since I had me some sugary goodness what
1: kind did you get
0: i got half juicy pear half tropical fusion
1: i didn't know you could uh go half these on no and you can mix
0: you can do whatever you want because when we worked at the walmart next door we always walked over Man. and would get free readers. and i learned very easily i was like hey after sampling every single item on the menu i was like hey can i just mix a match no sure why not i was like okay so you'd
1: like just one on the bottom and then one on the top? Is yeah, see,
0: don't be like Mindy, because she looked so disappointed when she was like, where's the pair?" And I was like, on the bottom half? And she was like, oh. And I was like, did you think they split it down the middle some <laughs> magic way? Or like half of the cup, the tall cup, is one flavor and the other half is it? Like, you'd have to have a separating apparatus.
1: <laughs> you'd like be drinking them at the same time? Like- yeah,
0: I don't want that. I don't want this. Eh, fucking stupidness. Uh, so, what, what are we talking about today? I don't know. Obviously, it's going to be DBS. Yeah. Drunk and bullshit. Of course, I'm not drunk. Again, I had a COVID shot, so I have to drink this fancy pair air because I don't... I got really sick when I got the last shot. I was, like, sick for four days, so I would imagine drinking is not best for my body.
1: It might make you feel better, though.
0: Maybe it would suppress my immune system and I wouldn't have such a reaction. Yeah. Because it's the reaction of your antibodies face-fucking the... illness yeah the covid or the covid protein or whatever they inject you with i heard they inject you with uh, magnets and something else
1: that's all right
0: i'm gonna be like alex jones real quick
1: oh gay gay frogs
0: what if the covid shot
1: turned you into a gay frog
0: turned you into a gay frog
1: let's talk about it no no you don't have
0: to be a gay frog i'd be okay with that
1: what about like you're a gay frog, but you're still, like, person-sized gay frog. You don't get turned into a small gay frog. You're Do
0: you rib it or not rib it? That's the most important. Because if you're that big, how... Oh, well, you
1: rib it for his pleasure.
0: <laughs> you rib it for his pleasure. Now, is it a gay, another gay frog? Well, I, I mean, unless if you're raping a,
1: you know a, a, another frog, you know.
0: Why are you raping?
1: Because if it's not a gay frog and you're ribbing it, <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: I don't know if you can go to, like, a gay frog swingers club or anything like that. I don't know how it works. Oh, well, that's the episode. I'm going to go take a nap. Tired.
1: The episode's about being tired.
0: Tired. I don't feel like looking anything up. I didn't want to record today. I guess if I fucking beat. I'm beat. But you know what? I've been writing every day. Yeah, yeah that's I told say. you I've been waking up early to start writing. It's actually working very well. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of words, and I'm... My story that was going to be 6,000 words is going to be longer. <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I can shave down, but it's...
1: Yeah, because whenever I was uh, here the other day, it was already at, what, like, 5... Something,
0: yeah, almost 6,000.
1: Yeah, is there, it, only, it was like 5,600 somewhere in that area. Yeah, like, but Mark I'm at Mark?
0: the the final action scene, which oh, I'm just okay. going to make the climax. It's going to end. I didn't want to end too abruptly. See, this became more of a... Well, you never seen The Hateful Eight, right? No like because that movie's like all dialogue and stuff that's not how mine is but they're trapped in a a pub they're in a big storm so there is some you know there's some dialogue and stuff and obviously i sped things up because it's supposed to be a short story but i'm just having a lot of fun with it so i don't don't really care how long it goes i just want to finish the damn thing and
1: yeah because then once you finish it whatever size that it ends up being then you can figure out what the do with it if you want to try to submit it someplace or put it off to the side to publish later on your own or do something with the website or
0: i've uh because i want to write some flash fiction for the website and some other short stories before we uh or just during the time we're working on the stuff for the project we i forget last episode or the episode before one of the episodes we talked about it a couple episodes ago but i'm trying to make sure the uh you know the old idea: monkeys don't clang their symbols too hard because yeah. then I'll not finish my story now. Because that's always a problem too. You get that next idea, you're like, oh, I want to write that down. Oh, this is a fun story, and you start liking that more. I'm trying to avoid that for now.
1: Well, I'm gonna say that's one of the. I forget like the uh, the writer who like they name it after, but it's like one of the main rules is finish the work. Yeah, you're not you're not doing it if you. Write most of a story, and then you stop to go into another story, and you write most of that story, and you stop to go into a third story. You're not ever accomplishing anything because you don't finish nothing. Got
0: to finish the mother. What about you, writing wise?
1: Uh, well, I
0: finished the first
1: draft of that of that short story that we that I've been working on off and on for a while now, and that's over eleven thousand words just now sitting there. And then I wanted to today, but I just, I didn't, I couldn't get around to doing it. Well, I wanted to do it yesterday, uh, since I was off, but I couldn't get around to it. I was going to try to plot out some of those, um, story ideas that we were talking about for the project
0: to just try to
1: get some, um, you know, kind of ease into it a little bit. Yeah, get the,
0: the ball rolling, so to speak. Have you thought about what story you want to write first?
1: I don't. The one story seems more interesting and fun to write, because that one seems like you kind can kind of just kind of yeah. go into it. Uh, the other one, ooh, like what we were discussing, will need like, like some it, outlining and just some kind of at least something to keep keep uh, keep you on track, so you're just not going off in weird directions. Especially with it being a short story, if it was a novel, you could just you know, right. it wouldn't matter, you know, if you overwrote some stuff, you could use it eventually, you know, somewhere, but, um, because that's another thing we, uh, with short stories now, because it, it, it's kind of weird, because I feel like now, uh, we both have started, because there would be a time, like, there was a time I would believe that the short story length was, like, would be kind of like a struggle for us, like, yeah. you know, uh, but now I feel like, We're starting to get into stories and ideas and projects that we have to be careful to make sure that we keep it within the short story range and try not to
0: make it longer. Or loon
1: it out and, you know, just add things on it if we you know, if we don't have to.
0: I think honestly, where I'm at now, novel writing would be the best thing for me because my stories they are like weeds. As soon as I start writing them, it might start a little slow, but once I get into it, it just starts fucking growing crazy. I want there's so much I want to add and I want to flesh out. and I'm like, oh, you know what? I want some backstory to these characters. I want some more action. I want this and that. I want you know good dialogue back and forth. You can't have all that in a short story.
1: Oh, and then you're also a very uh, you're a very wordy fucker. Yeah. So like you know what I mean? You uh, it seems like at least you know from from my perspective the you don't have as much trouble with, like...
0: Filling it out. Filling
1: it out and... Des- I have more trouble reeling it back. Yeah, and, de- like, describing things more. At least, may- like, in that... Is it, like... do you, Can you do that in the, just, like, the first draft? Or is that, like, stuff you do, like, in the second, third dr- third draft?
0: Usually in the first draft, I overwrite. And then the second draft, I trim a lot of that down. And uh, reword sentences and things like that. And... So- I've even gotten to the habit of I'll take out whole paragraphs if I just like, because th- the way I look at it a lot of times, which was uh, the old rookie mistake, you know, a lot of us writers make is when we go into something we're like, oh, I really like how this turned like this paragraph. I really like this. But then you start reading through it. and It's like, oh, the phrasings, I like the phrasing. I like how the sentences line up and, uh, you know, like the rhythms and stuff. But it doesn't actually go with what's exactly happening. For instance, let's say you have two characters uh, arguing. You can go into, like, the one character, and maybe this is where you introduce the characters. Like, a guy walks into a bar, sees two characters arguing. Maybe these characters are important to the story later, so you describe them a little bit. You know, the guy's got a brown tooth, or, you know, guy's got fucking wavy hair, whatever it is.
1: Crazy eyes.
0: Crazy eyes or something. But then you can immediately bog it down by thinking well i need to really describe this guy and then all of a sudden you have a whole paragraph describing the guy whole paragraph describing the other guy and then maybe that makes you just kind of want to throw in some backstory that doesn't fit at that moment so you're like yeah old one tooth fred he actually lost his other teeth in a bullfighting accident well who are you telling that like who's telling that is, are you the narrator or is it the author telling you that why is that there it's a fight scene so why would you put that right in that moment so that's a lot of stuff i actually cut out now is the things that while they add to the scene they aren't actually directly related to the scene i think that's very important because i've read uh even some well-known or famous novel uh novelist who uh, and you see this in a lot of classic literature we've bitched about many times where it's like all right i get it the fucking leaf is crunchy like go on why are you describing it fluttering off the tree for 20 pages it's not important uh alan moore (laughs) he and that jerusalem the one thing that bogged it down like i've read some of it on the ircs we were doing it might be funny in that one particular moment but he would keep because he would add so many descriptors and stuff to it that oh yeah that's a funny how he described that cup you no know, shit stained around the rim, rusted, and he went on for a whole paragraph describing this cup. The cup has nothing to do with the scene at all, though. It's just sitting
1: there on the table.
0: Yeah, like, the guys, they drink out of the cup, just say, oh, you know, he made sure you didn't grab the leaky cup. That's all he had to say, and okay, if you did that for the one thing, just that one thing to make it funny, that's fine. But he does it, does it every fucking paragraph where something is overly described, or there's deep, like move the story along that's the thing don't get bogged down in the mud you gotta fucking keep going if you stand in the quicksand long enough you're gonna sink yeah you have to keep going also uh, in my rewrites because uh, i'll purposely overwrite certain passages and stuff in my first draft
1: knowing that you're gonna trim it back
0: yeah be- because i'll get a rush of ideas and i'm like i i want to do this i want to do that you know what i'm gonna do it all in the first draft, and then I can always take because you can always take it out. Yeah. But it's not always easy to add it in if you wait too long because you'll forget. But, I mean, that's so that's my process. Second draft, I'm taking out a lot of stuff. You're actually the exact opposite. You said in the second draft, you add a lot of stuff. Yeah,
1: like, like I said, like that. Whenever I get around to doing the second draft of that short story, uh, finished, we'll probably have at least added a couple thousand words Ooh. onto it. Especially in the beginning, because the beginning of the story, I wasn't like in a good flow, like you know what I mean. Yeah.
0: One and of those then, choppy. Uh, uh, yeah, or uh.
1: just like you know, I just wasn't like like the, the the chapters are very small. That mm-hmm. maybe only a couple hundred words and stuff like that, to where the later chapters were at least a thousand, a thousand couple with an extra couple yeah. of hundred. like you know what I mean. That, like those were I was getting kind of good flow and stuff like that. And, like I said, there's things that I wrote in the second half of the story that don't really set up. Like, it's not like if it, if I left it as it is, it'd be completely like, whoa, what where'd that come from? Mm. But, like, I know I can do different things to help set those things up there. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, you know they say if you, sh- you, you know... You gotta if you show the gun in Act One by Act Three you have to use it. It's like I got the gun in Act Three. I just I have now I have to find a better way to show it so it so it's there whenever it makes you know makes more sense.
0: Do you find that you write the first draft or the second draft faster? Like what is your fastest draft? Because the first draft for a lot of people like me the actual just creating the story it takes a long time but yeah. that's also because i do a lot of overwriting and stuff but i was wondering because you write you know short punchy sentences for the first draft then you add later do you kind of just go through the story beat by beat as fast as you can and then the second draft you slow down and really add stuff
1: yeah i think i, th- I think it's the first draft that takes me the longest because it's still just kind of like coming up with the story it, it's a, i'm still pulling it out of me mm. like you know what i mean it's like you know Especially sometimes, depending on the story, you know, it's like pulling teeth. You got to just, it's, it's a struggle sometimes. But then when you go back and you're like, oh, I remember this. Or especially, you know, we talk about taking a break and, you know, rereading it, like as if you're reading somebody else's work and you'd be like, oh, well, that's kind of cool, but it'd be better. You know, like how we talk mm-hmm. about doing that to other people's work, Well, now you're doing it to your own work. Though the only thing that does take me longer, uh, like the second and third drafts, is still like, um, uh, like the grammar,
0: the grammar corrections, yeah, the and stuff. grammar
1: and te- and just like different typos and stuff like that. And that's still just because, like, that's still just not a strong suit of my writing. Like you know, mm-hmm. with a uh, you know, I blame uh, a great education <laughs> of
0: I, I didn't learn anything my whole history going to English class. I don't remember it. Like, I learned more about writing from just fucking, just half of this elements of style than yeah. I ever did in fucking all the English classes we, we took. Cause it breaks it down. and so simple. Just into the little fucking sentences. It's like, why couldn't they do this? Like, why are they teaching this long, boring shit? Like an independent clause. I know exactly what an independent clause is, but eighth grade me, like, yeah, it was independent clause. But like, I don't fucking know. They didn't really explain it. They just fucking had packets. And I don't remember. Like what? It was the, stupid.
1: The thing is that that probably because like a lot of the teachers probably didn't know. Yeah, they're was, just doing whatever it says in the one book, you know. The- I can
0: state that as a fact because I edited a letter to the governor from a teacher like a couple years ago.
1: Oh yeah, how that?
0: Long stories. This is a friend of mine who, who she, you have to tell me about that later. Yeah, the friend of mine I used to work with. She's a teacher now, and uh, she was writing a letter to the governor and. Uh, I don't even remember what the letter was about. It was fucking something else going on, and I was like, "Oh, sure." And I figured a teacher. What editing do I have to really do? Yeah, like, you know, she probably went over this ten times. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I pretty much rewrote the whole letter for her. I was like, like, I guess they don't teach you this kind of stuff." And then just through different interactions I've had on the internet, I uh, agree with your assessment that teachers don't know much. They, yeah. it's almost like how they teach. You know, packets and shit. They know the curriculum. Um, but if you go off of that, then there—it's not like math teachers who, you know, you have to know math. You can't just fake knowing math, but like English, for example, you can know the rules and stuff that are in that exact English lesson you're teaching, but then you have somebody like break down Shakespeare or something. They might not be able to do it. This is a two part question. Okay. I'll do the depressing part first. Have you ever gone back and reread your second draft after giving it a break and was just disgusted or very disappointed? With what you thought was good originally, but then you read it and you're like, oh my god, is this my writing? Is this what I do?
1: You mean like when I go to do the second draft of the first, like the yeah, first, like when, when reading- you do the
0: second draft and you took a, like a good break, usually yeah. like the kind of break where you, you forget, don't remember, yeah. yeah, you don't really. It's like you're reading the story is you know somebody else. Because I've done that sometimes where I go back and I'm like, oh my, oh my like god. if somebody just handed it to me. And I didn't know who it was, and I just started reading it, and I forgot all about the story. I'm like, this is not, "What the fuck is this shit? Garbage!" And I'm like, "Oh, my name's at the top!" Oh no, no, no! Uh, so has that ever happened to you? Because that happens to me quite often.
1: Not too much. It's more, more of just like, what were you trying to do there? Like, not necessarily like if the story's bad, but again, more of just like, what? Wait. I would read, like, read that paragraph and I'd be like, what was I? What was the point of that? What was I trying to describe? Like, what, like you know.
0: Usually I, when I go over a first draft, when it's uh, a good break, I have to go in the mirror and be like, you pretentious fuck. <laughs> why were you writing like, like, why did you add all that shit? You know, it goes back to the cutting shit out. It's like, what kind of smart aleck do you think? You think you're just some fucking sophisticated scholarly fellow? No, you're writing about fucking, like, what are you doing? Second part of the question, which is the more highbrow, have you ever gone back to read your work? And um, this doesn't just go back for first draft. A lot of times it's when I this part anyway. Uh, this question applies to when I go back on the site and I like sometimes I will you know you get a like or something or I'll just see something that comes up and I was like oh this is from our website and I start reading the story like ooh this is really well written ooh this is really good and then I'm like oh shit I wrote this because yeah. uh, there's a lot of stories I completely forgot about 100 percent and then it will pop up on like. Uh, I don't know, like, they do the fucking uh, Story of the Week blog things, like, randomly, it'll show up on Twitter, and they'll tag us in it, huh. and I'll read it, and I'll be like, oh, I wonder which uh, author got picked on the EPW, and I'll be like, I don't remember this story, and I'll start reading it, because I usually skip the top part where just, like, I just scroll to the story, and then I'm like, holy shit, I wrote this story, this I didn't even, which is weird, too, because you don't even remember it. I was like, this is actually really good, I was like, yeah, and then you get, like, you're pumped up, like, yeah, I-, I can do this, because I've read so many dog shit stories. For people published in way better publications, and I'm like, if they can get published, I can definitely get published on something decent. So that always makes me happy. Does that ever happen to you? Uh, I don't
1: reread too much. You after-
0: should. It's important.
1: But I like after I
0: put it out. Like well, that's after- what I mean. You should go back periodically and read some of your old work to see, you know, how you wrote then. Are you improving? Because I like to measure you know, how I'm getting better at telling stories and things like that. Because a lot of times I'll go back to old stories and I'm like, oh, my pacing wasn't great. The story was all right, but my pacing, I didn't know what I was doing. Or I really just sped through the end here. Like I tried to wrap things up too quick, obviously trying to hit that word count. Uh, So it's just interesting to see those things in your own writing. Um, Also, different grammar rules are not necessarily grammar rules, but like using like M dashes and semicolons and stuff. I think most writers will go through a phase where they'll just start overusing those because they're like, yeah, I'm fucking smart now. Like, I know I got finally learned how to use these properly. And then you start overdoing it and then you'll go back cut down. So you'll read old work and be like, oh, why was I using those so much? You'll find a lot of things you learn in writing at some point you abandon or just don't use as much. You're like, "Okay, that was like a fun little trick, but I need to, you know, reel that back and just go back to writing the story because that's the most important thing is telling the story.
1: Do you ever struggle with whenever you're, whenever you're trying to start a new story on, like, what it should be like? Should it be a short story? Should it be a novel? Should it be first person? Should it be third person? Like, that kind of stuff. Do you have trouble? Do you ever have trouble? Because I know, like, a lot of times, like, especially when I'm getting ready to start like, that can be a, a bit of a hold-up for me because to just try to figure out, like, the best way mm-hmm. to tell the story, you know? Or should it be just, like, you know, like, third-person narrative, or, like, should it have be, like, should it be inside of somebody's head, you know, getting it from their point of view? Should I try telling it from multiple points of view?
0: I generally don't have trouble with that at the beginning, uh, but it would be more along the lines of maybe I get a page or two into the story, and then when I go back and start, cause I reread a couple paragraphs every time I start again yeah. to just get into it. And sometimes I, mm, this isn't working. Maybe I will switch it to first person or, you know, something like that. But usually when I come up with the story idea at the same time, I'm already thinking like, before I write anything down, it's like, well, what's the story here? Who's telling the story? And then I'm, you know, going by who's telling the story. What perspective is it? You know, is it. Gonna be a first person? Is it? Cause I normally don't do first persons anymore.
1: Yeah, unless if it's like really short, like if it's like, like a flash, a flash fiction, fiction or like a smaller short, uh, like short story.
0: Now my goal with this uh, collection is I do want to mix it up. So when we have our stories for the collection, I do want a first person story. I want to. I'll probably still have mostly like third person stories, but I do want maybe a strict narrator because that's something I don't do a lot in my work is have an actual. Like, who's telling the story often? It's just the story's there. I would like it to be very specific. That way I can mess around with the author's voice, you know? Like, a sports writer is telling a story at work. Okay, well, it's going to be the sports writer's perspective. It's his story, which means I can create my own, uh, you know, like, character for this guy. Like, how he talks, how he acts. Like, that's fun to do. Because Mark Twain did that really good. Like, he would tell the story. And it was Mark Twain telling the story so he could have all kinds of uh, fun narrating with it. Like, almost like stand-up comedy. But um, if you're telling, like, just, you know, third person, a real narrator, then you're just kind of, uh, you're just sticking with the story. You can't add your voice to it, really, uh, without it kind of coming off, uh, not corny, but just like throwing the reader off. And I also would like to uh, mess around with some unreliable narrators. I
1: was just I was just going to ask you how you feel on the unreliable. Well, area. I mean, I've,
0: I've touched on that in some of my work, but I've never actually dive like had a full-on dive into it where it's like okay this is the guy like a uh, house of leaves there's an unreliable narrator telling the story uh but he was telling the story i just had touches where it's like okay this is like an unreliable narrator but it's you know things my perspective change or at some point it just seems like the story is just there and you don't really notice the narrator too much that's pro- that's probably one thing I need to because we talk about this many times, but that's one thing I probably need to do more is really focus on who's telling the story.
1: Do you like? Because um, I know, like, um... like uh, in Stephen King's Under the Dome, you know, it's filled with all these all these great filled out characters and stuff. But if I remember correctly, the book is like in third person telling everything, and then yeah. you know, and then so so. Like Stephen King does a lot, of, like, he'll break up sections in his chapter, so you might get, you know, you get things from other people's yeah. point of view and stuff like that, but it's also, like, the um, the narrator, it's not any of the characters in the story, but it's almost kind of like the narrator is, is, is like, this own character. Yeah. Kind of telling this, because he'll be, like, you know, he'll talk. the narrator will be talking about, uh, you know, talking about a character, and it would be like, oh, he's you know, dirty fat slob that doesn't do shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the narrator has its own thoughts and opinions on these right. Char- characters. Right. David King does that a lot. Yeah. He
0: adds those things. It's almost like he's telling you the story. uh. But you don't think about... Necess- you don't necessarily think about him telling yeah. the story. But, uh, I mean, who else would be telling it? Because like, I always thought that was interesting. Um, Murakami, he has done in his books, like, a style I really like, which is every other chapter would be Usually, it's just, like, say, two people. So, which is in that coin locker, Babies, which is Ryu, me the other me. He does that, too. It's like every other chapter is the other person's perspective. I also like stories where it's third person, but then maybe you're reading somebody's letter or somebody, one of the characters, in the dialogue is telling a story, and so it switches to first person because they're telling the story. Yeah. I think those are the more uh, advanced levels of writing that I would like to start trying out my... Uh, that's hard to do in fucking short stories. Yeah. Like you need to do that in a novel, yeah, uh, or a big short story collection. You can mess around with that, but just like the individual short stories, that's kind of like you, know, you don't have that much room. Yeah, right? you don't
1: have the time and the space. Because
0: we talked about that in that story I'm writing now. Is like a, you know a bunch of drunken pub guys. I wanted to add a, somebody telling a story, like a drunken story in the pub, that's separate from the story going on. But I I nixed the idea because my fucking runtime's going to be 15,000 words at least if I add a story within the story. And uh, I have read some writers where that individual story that they add inside, even if it's good, goes on so long, you actually forget about what was happening outside of it. So when you get back to the real world, you're like, whoa, that was jarring. Like, what a weird perspective shift I just went through. Um, So don't do that either. That'd be too hard.
1: Like you were saying... uh Like, I I like that kind of stuff with, like, the, you know, like, the narrator, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I could do a good job of writing like that. Yeah. yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I've got into like, that space.
0: It wouldn't hurt to mess around with, but maybe not for, like, a serious project. Also, like, how we're writing the stories on the board that we want to do for the collection and stuff, maybe when you come up with, okay, this is first person, uh you know like first person singular we're gonna put that on the board under that story like this is the so you know if you decide like well i would like this to be in third person but then just have first person elements like somebody telling a story or reading a newspaper or whatever so you could put you know like the third person but then also switches like a dash first person and then back to you can line it up like how you're telling the story so third person then we're gonna have a section that's first person and then third person again uh keep you straight and just you know that way, too, like, if I'm reading your work and I have no idea what the fucking you decided on, I yeah. can look on the board and be like, okay, I'm not crazy thinking yeah. Spencer just fucking started switching shit on me. Uh, He had a reason for doing this, so I'll ask him, like, hey, is this, uh, you know, a guy's story inside the story? Yeah. Okay, well, add fucking quotations, so yeah. I know. Like, yeah. you know, something like that. I just thought the guy started, you know, the narrator just fucking had a, a fucking weird complex and he's just focusing on the wrong things or something. Because you ever get thrown off when you see somebody like The Rock just refer to himself in third person all the time? Yeah. Like, if you, in a book. Because, like, that would be really weird. Like, if you're like, The Rock says... Because if it was... It you, doesn't <laughs> matter what
1: The Rock says.
0: But if you were reading that, you'd be like, well, who the... F-? You wouldn't realize The Rock was talking unless you said, and then The Rock said, The Rock says... Like, yeah. well, that's confusing. It could get very uh, muddled. Dwayne uh, uh, Johnson said, <laughs> The Rock said... <laughs> I think that's all we need to talk about. Yeah. End on the rock is always a good note.
1: And I think even with that being a uh, fuckery kind of episode, that is yeah. still, so, uh, I think we... we touched to... g- Some good topics there.
0: Yeah, we managed to touch on some stuff. You know.
1: Stuff that we're supposed to touch.
0: Yeah, things we're supposed to touch that doesn't put us in the slammer. Uh, if you want to see... See, read, smell... You can smell through a computer screen. No, you can't. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm yeah. working on this invention. Smellovision. I know it's a you know that's been around in sci-fi like Futurama and goofy things where you can smell things. I want an app you can hook something plug into your computer or phone and you can smell what's in the phone, like on the screen. smell vision You watch it while smelling. You go to the movies and all of a sudden you smell it. And I'm not talking about shit spraying at you. I just want something that actually affects your brain. In me, in whatever sends the signals that you're smelling something, it'll do that. It's, it's complicated. I'm working on it. Not
1: working on it for a fruit or tomato. Uh, that that could be problematic depending on what you're
0: watching. could you? Oh, uh. I I've seen some movies of low quality that I would not want to smell. <laughs> a lot of barnyard animal sense, I would imagine. Uh and ooh, lubrication. Oh, uh, <laughs> I hate the smell of prophylactics. <laughs> Hey, if you, if you want to read our fiction and, you know, see what kind of writing style choices we've made over the years, you can go to DrunkPenWriting.com. And yes, I said years because we got lots of stuff on there. Uh, you can also follow us on uh, something, Twitter, at DrunkPenWriting. Uh, please use the hashtag, ProphylacticSmell. I just like saying the word it's prophylactic. Stinky, stinky, I don't get to say. use, I don't get to say the word prophylactic very often in my daily life. And it's one of those words that comes out the tongue so well. If you want to see pictures of us, I guess you can go to the old Instagram at Drunken Writing. Same with Facebook. And uh, I, I mean, you might be listening to this on YouTube. I don't think most people do, but we are on the YouTube. And we have like a video of us destroying our old podcast table on there. A couple of videos from like oh, Comic-Cons or something. It was something. so
1: hot that day.
0: It was so hot the day that we recorded that that I only got like a minute's worth of recording or like a minute or two because my phone actually shut off because it was so hot. I was like, why is it this hot out? It was such a bad, bad time. Because, of course, getting rid of that shit fucking table that we hated so much would have been like awful experience because you couldn't have a fun time with it. It was so hard to beat, too.
1: I'm surprised that the table, like, not caught on fire, that it just didn't melt. The wooden <laughs> table melted. Like.
0: The lacquer that was on it or whatever. Anyway, thank you for listening. Until next time, we are the Drunky Ben ratted Podcast.